Coming up on this episode of Tar Heel Runners. But until you really actually take action and see that that, that you want to make the better choices. And failure is one of those things that I dealt with in 2018. We encourage everyone of every size and every athletic ability that if you're going out there and running, you are a runner. Iron Man, North Carolina, that's ridiculous. Tammy, you and I have known each other for, gosh, a long time. We met at church. Yeah, probably about 22 years. I've only been here 18 years. Okay, just so, kidding. So we've so known each other all 18 years. Just shy of years. two decades, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, thank you for being the first guest on sure. Tar Heel Runners. I'm honored. Yeah, <laughs> this will be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> tell, uh, t- t- tell everybody a little bit about yourself, because I know you, but... The folks listening may not know you. So I grew up in Jamestown, North Carolina, and came to UNCW for college. I've been teaching special ed and coaching men's and women's swimming uh, and, and diving, new new to us, um, the last two years, uh, for 22 years. That's so awesome. just finished my 22nd year of teaching. And so when you came to Wilmington, you, you came here as a student at I UNCW did. and then fell in love with the place and said, hey. I stayed. I'm Got a st- job. So I interviewed in Salisbury, North Carolina, and I interviewed at Hoggard. And um, Hoggard won out by, by a landslide. Yeah. just And it's, those who don't know, Hoggard is just really like, what, a mile and a half, two miles from the beach kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so that's awesome. So fun. Yeah. Um, so really swimming was, was your, had, had been your passion and I guess still is your passion for quite some time. Yeah. So I ended up playing soccer my sophomore year in high school because we didn't have a swim team. And so my junior year and senior year, we had a swim team and I was just the team player. I was the first one in the water. I wasn't very fast. I missed going to regionals my senior year by, one one thousandth of a second. No way. And, that's crazy. But that's okay because it it definitely helped me in the perspective of my swimmers to relate to the hard workers that might not that just grind every practice um, and improve, but may not be you know who you see touching the wall first. But, but they give it all they have. They give it all they have, and they still contribute in a huge way to the yeah. team. Uh, and so that that has been, you know, what I think God has used to just kind of show me that I I understand. I understand them. So Yeah, yeah, and, and, the, and what I've seen within you is that you are, uh, you love and embrace Everybody, whether they're on the, the front of the pack per se or in the front of the – they're the fastest swimmers in the bunch or, or, or they're like me in the back of the pack or they're <laughs> the slowest swimmers and everybody – or runners and everybody in between. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just everybody has some, something to contribute. And they're working hard and they're doing their very best. And all we want to see 
is there they improve for themselves and contribute to the team however they do that. Right, right. Because when we're our very best self, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't get any better than that. Right. So that's uh, and it's that's awesome. a testament on and you know in the water and on the pool deck, um, in attitude and just camaraderie and keeping that team together. And that's kind of sometimes what some of those athletes are there for. Maybe not to be the fastest in the water, but to be there to rally around their teammates and encourage their teammates. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, how, you've gone from uh, I've known you as like the swimmer as long as I've, I've known you as the swim coach and the swimmer, and I've seen a transition in the last couple of years um, uh, with some running stuff. And uh, t- t- tell me a little bit about that transition. How did that come about? So my kind of athletic history after high school was just being in aerobics classes during college because I always loved it. And then group classes at the gym. Um for a good 12 years or so, I did um, a number of sprint triathlons. Just go out there and do them, stay active, that kind of thing. Um, but it wasn't until uh, December of 2017 that I really decided that I had some goals of wanting not only um, fitness goals or not only kind of shedding some extra weight goals. Um, but then those became, you know, what can I look to how to, I want to move my body. Um, and so I ended up joining Orange Theory Fitness right near my house that helped me get a consistent foundation, um, of fitness and endurance. And I just recently created a personal Instagram, which, I did not want to, um, <laughs> oh, no, but I did, <laughs> I did. And, um, and it's, uh, swimming or uh, running like a swimmer, sorry, running like a swimmer. And, and I, and I did it that way so that I can encourage, um, anybody that wanted to, that might have been in one genre of activity to, to step out and, you know, and say, let's, let's, try other things too. So, um, but doing in having that foundation of fitness, um, from Orange theory and getting stronger. Um, I just started signing up for races and, <laughs> um, and that race bug can get you and yeah. it got me fast. And so, um, in the midst of that, uh, 2018 was a transformative year, um, nutrition wise, uh, just learning to eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm satisfied and not overeat anymore. And that activity helped me to kind of burn that extra fat and, um, and be able to try anything I wanted to and kind of go after goals. Um, so I gave you that, that encouragement to say, Hey, this might be crazy, but let's try something a yeah. little bit different. And so gradually, um, as I took small changes over time to do that, I was also making small changes fitness-wise um, to just say, okay, I want to get a little faster. It's going to take a little time. <laughs> we'll get a little faster. Um, and just kind of staying consistent was huge. Yeah. Um, and... N- Sometimes having a training plan and sometimes um, just making sure 
that I always had um, something that I was signed up for to go after. Um, and so yeah. I dropped 70 pounds in 2018. And and, and just in, in that that year alone in those mm-hmm. 12 months? And wow. Nine, yeah. It, so it took me um, from the end of January to the middle of November and um, have stayed um, in my range that I kind of want to stay at because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lifelong thing that you just kind of have to have to watch and yeah. manage. And um, just realizing that I want to eat to fuel my activity, and that was something that has never happened in my life before. So, so food became fuel. I, yes. So, yeah. Um, and you can hear it all the time, but until you really actually take action and see that, that, that you want to make the better choices because it does make you feel better, which makes you want to move your body, you know, and meet your goals. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a different That's, feeling. One of the things that um, I can really relate with you, and I've always related with you on this, was, was the weight issue. Um, I, I lost a little bit over 70 pounds, and then I was like, uh, what am I going to do now? So I picked up running, right? Um, and so I, 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 I stumbled across some of a lot of the things that you were talking about with, with the nutrition and stuff, and we can circle back to that. But I remember in that transition for me, I was experimenting swimming, and you mentioned like your handles of uh, running like a swimmer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking to you one day when I went to go swimming at the Y, like at 5 a.m. when they opened up, and I remember you, I was like, what advice do you have? And I don't know if you remember this, but, but you said, now... When you're, when you're running, you want to exhale with your mouth and inhale with your nose. Don't get that mixed up in the water. And, you know, it only takes one time with so this true. habit, you know, and you suck in all the water from the pool, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I learned quickly I wasn't really much of a swimmer, <laughs> but I, I always remember that advice. Well, and what was so hard for me when I started to really um, – want to get faster running, um, was that breathing because I do breathe like a swimmer when I run. So I'm a mouth breather, but the important, and I'll give a shout out to coach Mason at Hoggard, our cross country coach, but he just said the most important part is Tammy just breathe. (laughs) And I was like, okay, because I was struggling and I was using too much effort to swat, try to switch the breathing. And, um, and I was, I was almost taking up too much energy and where if I would just relax and breathe just however, so I don't really think about it anymore, mm-hmm. but I do know that I'm kind of a mouth breather. So I actually breathe like a swimmer you when I run. Just but, bring some chapstick and, yeah, and, exactly. and drink some water and, and you're good to go. That's exactly, I always have my water. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, wow. And so, I mean, you've, you've made this, you've made this, uh, this change, you mentioned training plan. So do you follow a training plan now or not really? You kind of, you were like, eh, maybe sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends on the race that's coming up. But um, so in the fall, in October, I'm looking towards um, Ironman North Carolina 70.3. And um, I have all three of uh, the what are we going to call it? Elements, genres. Um, so the swimming and the biking and the running. But I know please, there is a word. Somebody please put that somebody, in the comments. What do you yeah. call that? What do you, I know. Those legs? There's, know. A, there's a word out there. And so for the swimming, I'm just swimming a mile a week. 
so I know that the swimming is going to be fine. Um, and uh, in the intercoastal, and I'll I'll double that up um, as it gets closer. The biking, the cycling is what I am not good at. So, um, you know, currently working on just upping my mileage and getting up to that 50 miles um, by the middle of September so that I can taper, taper down. And, and for me, I kind of just have to, in my time and working, I have to make it my own. And I can't have something that I'm going to fail at. So a grid with a, you ought to do, be doing this, this day, and then take a rest day. Does that feel like it, it kind of backs you in the corner? It feels like a real boundary. And, and, and a lot of people listening will probably be like, how in the world could you not do a training plan? Um, but what I found through my, tran- my transformation of myself last year um, is I never really wrote anything down. And we were kind of, you know, the um, podcast that I was listening to um, that kind of helped me separate my emotions from my food. Um, she was big on the 24-hour plan that you write down what you're going to eat the next day and you eat it. And, you, you know, if you wanted something else, then you put it on the next day's plan. Well, I always had in my mind what I was going to do and always followed through with that. So I didn't necessarily have to have it on a grid of a sheet of paper. And that's so I need my fitness to fit into my lifestyle. And if if I have that weekly goal of how many miles on my bike, how many, you know, Mm -hmm. how much time in the water and then how many, you know, miles on the run I'm going to do then I'm good to go. So they, it just has to fit from the from the outside in instead yeah. of this thing that that I feel like I won't be able to live up to on this sheet of paper. A little bit more flexibility too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because life does happen, particularly does. when you're training for a try. Yes. Just the hours alone, the hours alone of mm-hmm. running and swimming and biking and doing all these things together. Yeah. Uh, any one of those sports is, is a lot, but when, you, when you're doing all three of those, and so life happens, and if, so if you don't make the whole ride or you don't get to swim that day, I mean, you don't have this grid staring back at you going, Tammy, you should have done that. You're a failure. Yeah. And so, and failure is one of those things that I dealt with in 2018 mm. that um, I had al- always um, thought that I was a failure at losing that extra weight or a failure you at 70 that. 70 pounds. How can you be at a that, failure at Right. That? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'd gone up and down for so many mm. years. And um, I had run a whole bunch of weight off about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was the that. worst thing you could ever do is to actually do an activity to get the excess weight off. You can't do that. So it's like coming from the bottom up to say it's going to matter what you put in your mouth and how much you put in your Mm. mouth and not overeating so that you can move your body like you want to and have those goals and so that food is neutral and it's no longer a thing. It just happens so that you can Mm. live your life. And so separating those things um, and not and kind of succeeding, you know, at the small kind steps. Kind of succeeding. Heck, you knocked it out of the park. It's <laughs> but, awesome. But succeeding at the small steps and building those blocks of success in the small ways mm-hmm. um, and building those habits 
helped create and kind of dispel that failure and kind of push failure that I've always felt kind of underneath, you know, okay. it kind of got buried under those yeah. bricks of small bricks of success. It, it, you change the narrative mm-hmm. in some ways. It's what I'm hearing is, yeah. is reframing that instead of having that voice in your head saying, you're a failure, you're a failure, right. da, da, da. Um, you can reframe that and it mm-hmm. becomes a, an encouragement, a motivation. Oh yeah. And I was no longer allowed to say anything negative to myself when I looked in the mirror. No way. And so as I practiced that, I wasn't allowed to say anything at all if I couldn't say anything nice. So, and you always hear that from your yeah, grandmother all, or whatever, yep, is right? Is that what my mama said? And so, um, so I turned it and I started building my arsenal of encouragement to other people, which I've, I have always done, but I just kind of ramped it up and um, got in a few Facebook groups online where I was encouraging women as they were trying to meet their fitness goals or lose their weight and um, learn to just pour into just encouragement and positivity into other people. And as I did that, I didn't have any room to have any negativity Mm. in my own mind space for me. And so it still creeps up for sure, because if you've felt a certain way about yourself all your life, it doesn't just turn um, overnight. But as you practice encouraging others, then you're able to have those things that encourage yourself. I didn't notice, I didn't know that background on you. I just knew that in the last couple of years, you're all, I mean, from an outsider looking in, uh, you're just always happy and bubbly and cheerful. Now, some of that's your personality. Sure. But that was also an intentional strategy that, that you had. Uh, to combat allowing... my own negativity. Isn't that crazy? That's great. Mm. That's great. We'll, have th- we'll, we'll talk about cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> later. Right. That's right. Uh, and what all that means <laughs> at a different show. Mm. Um, something that you said that, that struck me, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast just yesterday, and uh, they were talking specifically about women's health and, and image and so forth, so on. And so that's fresh on my mind. And I, and I hear that in some of your story. Um, th- that probably wasn't there for me so much when I was losing my weight and when I was making that transformation. And so I just find that fascinating. That, uh, and, and, and it breaks my heart to know as well that that's part of, uh, the, part of the narrative, that, that people have expectations that are different for you than they are for me. Yeah, I'm uh, part of a um, online women's. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be all women, but um, kind of body image encouragement um, group. And most most of the women in there, most of the people in there, are women. And um, we encourage everyone of every size and every athletic ability that if you're going out there and running, you are a runner. Amen. It does not matter. I don't care who says anything about you, but if you're getting out there and doing your thing, um, nobody can tell you that you're not. And it took a while for me to even be able to say that, you know, to anybody who looked at me and they're like, well, you're running races, so you're a runner. And I was like, I'm not really a runner. I'm a swimmer. (laughs) And so I didn't really get convinced until probably my first podium. And 
probably my first um, second play. You know, when I got on the podium the first time, um, I, that solidified. I was like, I finally convinced myself, like, okay, you can call yourself a runner. Yeah. I said it the other day in passing to someone and kind of caught myself and laughed. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm a runner. And I went, oh, gosh, did I just say I was a runner? Isn't that funny? I, there was a book <laughs> that I read when I was trying to run my first half marathon, and they actually said, get a, a, a three-by-five card and write, I am a runner, and tape it to your mirror. Because I didn't believe it. And, I, well, I, I, mean, I didn't feel like it. It didn't look like it. I certainly didn't run like it. Um, so, yeah, I can so relate. I didn't – I know for me, I wasn't able to say that until I ran my first 50K. I mean, I, I did half marathons. Nuts? I did, I did marath- you know, marathons, half marathons, 20 miles, all these other things. Yeah. And it wasn't until I had, like, this, this horseshoe hanging on my wall mm-hmm. that I'm like, now I'm a runner. I mean, I'm really slow runner. So you had that expectation of yourself that it was something more than just a certain yeah. mileage, that you had to complete – Something bigger. Yeah, I had to finish a you know mm-hmm. a, a, a nineteen mile five k or nineteen minute five k or something like that. And no, I'm nineteen minutes and I just finished mile one. Uh, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Right. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there who may never place or may never you know do these things. Uh, I saw people this morning on my training run, and they probably won't be running five k's or place. Right. Well, by golly, at 5.30 in the morning, they're out in the neighborhood in 80-degree heat. And, and you're a runner. Running. You're a runner. They, they are runners. I would love to hear in the comments um, any stories about, you know, your barrier to calling yourself a swimmer, calling yourself a runner, mm. you know, or calling yourself a cyclist or whatever, and what that took, what yeah. it took for you to, to be convinced yourself yeah. that you could say that about yourself. So much of the, the sport in any sport, whether it's running or cycling or swimming, it is mental. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hearing, I'm hearing this physical change within you. I'm hearing this, this uh, almost emotional, I'm going to call it slash spiritual change as well, sure. kind of reframing that. And those are things that, that we can't see with one another. But that is just as much of, of a part of who we are as runners, and in your case, swimmers and bikers as oh, well. Oh, sure. So... I think what running has helped me do is um, be able to go to a headspace because I know that my body can go out and do it. So then you kind of just turn to your head and say, I'm going to use this time to just work out whatever I need to work out. So if I need to work out something, you know, through prayer, if I need to work out something through, um, you know, stress at my job, um, then it gives you that time and that space um, to let it go if you need to let it go or to deal with it if you need to deal mm. with it, to give you yeah. um, clarity. And I, and I absolutely think, you know, we know physiologically those endorphins are working with our brain to, you know, motivate us to give us energy to what, what our body miraculously does, but, um, just to give us what we need to kind of, to move on, but taking that time for yourself. And it, it can be alongside someone and I love a group run, but it's still you, it's still you in your own space, even if you're chatting or talking or not talking and 
breathing so really heavy. One of the one of the questions <laughs> I was I was going to ask you were, um, was when you when you run, I guess not swim, but when you run, do you listen to music? And if uh, do, do you? I do. You do. Okay. Yeah. But I have backed off of it, so I got encouraged to um, run my first two miles of any time I run in silence to kind of, so that I wouldn't be ignoring the things that needed to kind of come out and get those out of the way so that, so that maybe the mental space for mile <laughs> 10, 11, <laughs> you know, in a half right. marathon, that mental space would be there to encourage yourself and not blocked with all the other, you know, life things. Have you ever had one of those moments you're running along, you're processing, you're doing this, and you're thinking about a work thing or family thing, and then you just stop dead in your tracks? You're like, oh, my gosh, I've never thought of that before. Like yep. the light bulb just goes oh, off. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, it's right? It's so good. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I do a lot of work. Uh, I write speeches and, and so forth, and... Yep. Sometimes I just hit record on my phone and just talk away and speak away, and it, and it and I do the writing in that space. So that's yeah, and it's hey, I'm like, not alone. I love this. This is awesome. It's like when you get up in the morning and you've got you've you've rested and you've you're like, oh, okay, I can see that so much differently, and I feel like physical activity can do that same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, how, how, um, what, what keeps you running these days? It's almost like you have to. And I guess if you, it's not in a grid. We already know that. We've established that. It's not, you don't have to, you could stay home and sleep. (laughs) It's true. Um, that, that physical need is there. So, um, and then that, that mental therapy part, um, is there that you, you know what it's felt like. You're not under the impression that it's going to be easy. You know it's going to be hard. You've convinced yourself that you can do hard things. and um, But you've also got goals in mind. So there's things that you want to accomplish. There's things that you want to go after. And because I set myself um, a little bit at a time of just kind of inching towards things in a small way, Um, I've been encouraged, um, by some different podcasts that I listen to, um, to just set ridiculous goals, just to just go ridiculous, like way out there kind of, yeah, like Iron Man, (laughs) North Carolina, that's ridiculous. No, you know, so (laughs) for me it is because, um, because cycling is not something I identify with. Um, and, you know, and being on my bike for that long, um, it actually motivates me. I was telling my friend last night who I was um, cycling with, I was like, well, I'm just going to try to go as fast as I can so I can get off my bike and run because <laughs> the running is really that's, what that's, I want to do. There's motivation. The yeah. faster yeah, yeah, I go, the, the quicker faster. I can finish. That's exactly right. Yeah. So finish, you know, finish the bike, uh, uh, healthy and, um, get my legs underneath me. And, <laughs> but I, I do feel like, um, 
having those goals and then accomplishing goals only makes you want to set more goals. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's kind of been fun. So I feel like that is, that's the motivation. So does does that three part, does that, uh, way of thinking with the goals and does that bleed over into other aspects of your life? It's starting to, Okay. so I didn't allow it to for a long time. So with, um, I've, you know, I've spoken out loud now that um, my financial responsibility can use some tweaking and um, that I can use the strategies that I used in 2018, um, those small steps, mm-hmm. take action, um, do something because that's going to be better and you'll figure it out if it wasn't the right choice you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. There'll be another choice and you'll, you know, but keep moving forward. And that was probably the mantra that stayed with me the longest, um, was keep moving forward. And that failure piece Mm -hmm. of, um, I mean, we'll pick on that. We all wrestle, unless somebody has taught us all about finances, we grow up, we have jobs, we have money and it disappears and we're like, where did it go? Right. Right. Um, and so and then we can start beating ourselves up about failure. Mm-hmm. And, and it maybe, maybe it's about other things in life. Maybe it's our careers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some other hobby, a relationship. But if we, if we can set those goals and learn from our experience, in this case, from your huge win and success in that life transformation, mm-hmm. um, you can apply those tools, other, you know, into to the other areas in that closet. We don't want to turn yep. the light on in the closet. No, and, no. We want it to stay real dark. Yeah. And I want to go in the closet and clean it up first before I expose it to anyone. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> well, and you can't fix everything at one time. And, well, and that was, that was the piece that I had to learn over and over and over. Mm-hmm. That it was not going to be, it was going to be for the long haul in small chunks. There was no way that I could have you know, tackled a whole bunch of, you know, the whole thing at one time. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, on the horizon, you have Iron Man, you've talked about. Um, um, anything else that's coming up, or is it right now just a focus on Iron Man? Yeah, so right after um, Iron Man, North Carolina, 70.3. Iron Woman. It should, it should yeah. be Iron Woman. There you go. Let's just gonna, put it on record. I'm going to decide that I can call myself an Iron Woman after that. Um uh, I'll be running Ragnar with one of our charity teams. I run with um, Ainsley's Angels of North Carolina, um, Southeast North Carolina. Uh, we push um, people that have developmental disabilities in racing chairs. And uh, in 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, I have only pushed someone in a 5K. Um, and But we are going to do Ragnar Tennessee road race and... Uh, we will take turns um, how, going out. How long is Ragnar? Um, the distance? Oh, that's a good question. So I don't know the total distance for the whole team. Okay. But I believe that I, my legs may add up to 19 or 20 okay. miles over a certain period of time. So wow, almost five times the distance or more mm-hmm. than that than what you're used so, to. So, you know, whether it be five miles and then 
the next five people run their legs, and then I run three miles, and then the next five people run their. But you're, you're motivated. You have this. Oh, you have yeah. this friend that you're, mm-hmm. you're running. Oh, with, we are their with. legs, you know. So and and I tell people that that's why I run now. That um, I'm able to have the legs for someone who um, is now able to participate and can be included. Um, in something that we all love. And they're able to experience the finish line. They're able to experience the medal, the T-shirt. Um, and I get the privilege to be their legs. And, they're, awesome? and they're our wings. So um, it is so fun to be encouraged um, by our angel riders. And I had one of my girls who was um, Blueberry Festival 5K, and she turned around in the middle of the ray, and we were going and had a pretty good clip, and she turned up, and she looked to me, and she said, Tammy, run faster. (laughs) And it's like girlfriend and I'm like heaving <gasps> okay that's because you're, sw- you're breathing could, like a swimmer that's could, why exactly and I could <laughs> not breathe but I said all right we got and you got and so they pull us to the finish line they do yeah, everything they get cheered on um and that that is what um what is so fun because that community that the, is there at that race seeing our angel riders um, be a part of what we all love. Um, it makes a difference in their lives too. So we're we're not only you know showing inclusion um, just to the angel rider. We're showing it to everyone who is a spectator, a runner in that race. We get encouraged along the way, um, and they get a big cheer at the which, end. Which which again speaks to how running has really transformed you in so many ways it's not mm-hmm. just about you Mm-mm. or your speed or your metal it's about your emotional aspect your 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 psychological aspect with everything as well as how you connect with other people yeah. and how folks who wouldn't normally have an opportunity to participate in a race mm-hmm. they get to feel what it's like to to go through an aid station and get water splashed everywhere and get oh, to throw yeah. the little cup off to the side of the road and somebody else picks it up. Uh, they get to experience that they get the t-shirt and the metal. Um, and so your running isn't about them. Uh, I mean, isn't about you. It's right. all about them. Right. Right. Um, and that's, that's just amazing. Um, just amazing. Anything else that you would like to share that you have that I didn't ask? Um, I think that, um, what can come of, of a conversation about, um, overcoming your failures and, um, creating small successes for yourself, um, in any area of your life, um, that you can be encouraged that as long as you, um, encourage your own self first, that you get the negativity, out of your life, that however you do that, you know, whether it be encouraging others or not saying anything at all, because you can't say anything nice, um, uh, that it that it's doable, that your goals that you set for yourself are achievable, and uh, you, you do have to believe um, that the commitment matters and the consistency matters and time um, will get you there, uh, as long as you, you know, kind of put your focus on, you know, what you love and what you want to do. 
um, even though it's hard and knowing that you can do hard things and accomplish, uh, you know, what you've set out to do. So, um, and it can be in small chunks. It does not have to be, um, you start running today and you want to do a marathon tomorrow. It's not like that. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've got a couple other questions. Uh, North Carolina now, uh, this may fly in conflict with your nutrition comment earlier. So we are in North Carolina. So one of the questions is vinegar-based or tomato-based barbecue. But I got a feeling maybe barbecue is not even on your menu. So barbecue is not. Uh I have been eating pescatarian for a good 15 or so years. So I just eat fish. I don't eat... um well, hey, beef. that's still Carolina, okay? That's it's right true. off the coast. It's, yep. it's, um, but uh, slaw now. If you're okay. talking about the slaw, I'm going to need to have um, small chopped vinegar based. And if it's shredded, it can be mayonnaise based slaw. Oh, it's all on the texture. Mm-hmm. All right, look at that. Um, sports, t- North Carolina sports team. Oh, NC State Wolfpack. Who are we kidding? Go Pack. Go Pack. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, Tammy, for taking your time out to to share a little bit about your story um, and for um, encouraging so many others, whether it's the students that you coach, uh, other folks that you run with or or bike with, the Ainsley Angels folks, uh, any shouts out that you want to give to... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, our Wilmington Roadrunners, um, club has, um, just ballooned and, um, has such great participation all throughout the week in group runs. And, um, we have a Wednesday night, um, group run from, um, Flying Machine with Omega Sports, um, Flying Machine Brewery. Um, that partnership and um, a ride with two wheeler dealers. So um, we're running and riding on Wednesday nights um, at six thirty. Uh, and let's see, Ainsley's and um, okay. Oh, my Cape Fear Triathlon um, Club doing great things. Trent Hayden heading up uh, of that crew. Uh, so it's just it's a lot of fun because our area. Um, has so many opportunities to participate with other people that are like-minded um, in in any sport, really, that you want to participate in, but especially running. So cool. Well, thanks again, and uh, thank you. Keep up, run. Keep up the running. All right. Thanks have a great day. Bye. Thanks again, Tammy, for taking time to share your story uh, with us. I really appreciate your transparency, and most of all, I really appreciate your friendship. Thank you so much. You're an inspiration to me and to so many others. Hey, can you do me a favor? Please subscribe to and review this podcast on your podcast app. This helps spread the word about all the incredible runners and places to run here in the Tar Heel State. I really appreciate it. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tar Heel Runners. Until next time, get out there and run.